0: On Sky Sports Radio, time to review the weekend's racing with our stable of experts.
1: He's pretty exciting this guy, streeting his rivals. Who impressed?
0: Who didn't? Forces to follow. And have a look at the time and your calls. Welcome to
2: Punters Postmortem.
1: Really starting to go through his gears, just continues to raise the bar. <laughs>
3: Good morning everyone. Welcome to Punters Postmortem. Luke Marlow with you on your Wednesday. I hope you had a great weekend. It's a cracking day in Sydney. Beautiful and fine. Sun is out. I wish that was the case Saturday because uh, unfortunately uh, with the rain right through the week and on the day we lost Randwick after one race. We'll discuss that on this morning's program and more. If you've got a query for either Glenn Munsey, Chris Roots or David Gately who are this morning's panel, we'll intro the boys shortly give us a call we'd love to hear from you this morning Thirteen fifty-three fifty-three is the number and if you've got a, a text to send me you'd like to to text the text line 0419 for punters postmortem this morning before we get into it let's check today's scratchings tanya thomas good morning
4: Morning, Luke. Morning, everyone. Yes, racing in New South Wales today is at Scone and Corowa. So we'll start with Scone, where the weather is fine. The track is a soft five. The rail is true. penetrometer 4.94 and 20 scratchings. The first race at 12.50, take out number two, Rani Factor, and number nine, Matter of Factor, two and nine. Race two, number six, Selvam. Eight, All Stretched, and nine, Irene of Athens, six, eight, and nine. Race three, number four, Scarzel, and nine, Mr. Pointer, four and nine. To race four, number two, Gee Whiz Johnny, and five, Mr. Bingo, two and five. Race five, Mr. Luke, and 11, Lady Goodfella, six and 11. Out of race six, number two, Diamond Diesel, ten, Snizzy, 12, a tender lady and 13, power conductor, 2, 10, 12 and 13. And race 7, take out 1, jabath 5, all the shops, 6, Gannett Peak, 10, Emperor Harada and 14, riders in the stand, 1, 5, 6, 10 and 14 from race 7 at Scone. Corowa, the weather is fine. The track is soft six. The rail is true and there are 34 scratchings. Race one at 12.35, takeout number one, Conspirist. Three, Chilean Express. Seven, No Dixie. Twelve, Diamond of Faith. Fourteen, Shapito Beauty. And the Emergencies 19 and 20. One, three, seven, twelve, fourteen, nineteen and twenty. Race two, number two, Del Viento, four Gobbo's mate, nine Estilled, 11 Panish, emergency 15 two four nine eleven and 15 to race three take out six sober real nine Carava and the emergency 16 six nine and sixteen out of race four number four snow Bella four from the fourth race five number nine little Miss Grace and the emergency 14 nine and fourteen from race six number three King aviator. 10, Smelisha, Emergencies 17 through to 19, 3, 10, 17, 18 and 19. Race 7, number 6, Red Impulse, 11, Mainland and the Emergencies 17 and 18, 6, 11, 17 and 18. And Race 8, number 1, Big Day Out, 3, Don't Hesitate, 4, Bold Offer, 7, Never Standing Still, 11, Norbu, 12, Valletta, and 14, Empress Star. 1, 3, 4, 7, 11, 12, and 14, Luke, out of race 8 at Korowa. Love it, Tanya.
3: Thank you so much. Tanya Thomas there with the Scratchings this morning, and uh, good racing right around the country on this Monday. As I said, it's a beautiful day in Sydney weather-wise, and we'll be broadcasting racing uh, to you from Korowa today, as mentioned. Also a good Scone meeting. They've got seven at Scone. Eight at Corowa, and the Sunshine Coast is on today in Queensland, an eight-race program. warwick Nabil from 12.30, nine races scheduled. In New South Wales, we go Greyhound Racing at Nowra today. Uh, there's also racing coming from Albion Park, Angle Park, etc. a little bit later. In the western part of New South Wales, Bathurst is on, and Maitland up there in the Hunter on as well. And Harness Racing, uh, no New South Wales venue today. Maryborough, Redcliffe, Globe Derby, Pinjarra. Let's get into Punter's post mortem, introduce a star studded panel, three of the best this morning, and let's say say good day to Glenn
0: Munsey firstly. How was your weekend, Muns? Good morning. Uh, good morning to you, Luke, and good morning to uh, Chris and Gator when they come on and all of the listeners. Uh, well, it was uh, not a completely normal weekend, Luke, but it wasn't an easy one, put it that way. I had to get back from Randwick after they called the first off to uh, continue Sky Thoroughbred Central's coverage of uh, uh, the meeting from uh, Durban and also the meeting from Gosford, and then they threw in the meeting from Coonabarabran for me, so just to keep me active throughout the afternoon. Exactly. And I
3: found myself having a few wages at Coonabarabran actually with Ramwig off. We love it. Money's the same colour. No matter where you spend it. Chris Roots, good morning to you.
2: Morning week, morning months and, and data when he comes on. It was um interesting day, wasn't it? Sort of my day my day of um, an hour and a half in traffic on the way to Ramwig, get there get there, the races get caught off and an hour and a half on the way home when it's usually a forty five minute trip. So um very interesting that that storm just come that rain just come through at the wrong time five mills fell within about five minutes and that was and that was that the jockeys just couldn't see and the water was collecting on top of the track, so there was really no decision to be made safety comes first and they had to be caught off
3: exactly mate it was a shame we'll unpack it um in some more depth in a moment david Gately joins us from melbourne good to speak to you gator how are you mate
5: yeah well tim i did uh raise some eyebrows when they <laughs> i heard the uh... It was the slowest 12-metre race in history. <laughs> so I, I thought uh, that's not going to end well. But um, as you say, safety's paramount. There's, there's plenty of other Saturdays.
3: Yeah, one 18 And, guys, congratulations is in order. Um, I mean, David Gately's done it all uh, in his career. Yeah. But, mate, congratulations. You tipped the card there at Randwick on Saturday on Sky Racing 1. Well done.
5: Yeah, thank you. I, I did mention on air there was, <laughs> there was a small ticket tape parade um, came through the city of Melbourne and... Um, so it was a big day, and uh, no, looking forward to the King of Moomba announcement. Ah, oh, brilliant! Mate. I've had I've, had
2: I've had calls, I've had a call already, and a protest it has been lodged by one Matt Jones from the Telegraph. He said, oh, "All you the... guys, who think all you guys, you think have tipped the card? One race doesn't doesn't isn't a card, so oh. he's, he he tipped, but he got it. <laughs> he, he tipped seven.
3: <laughs> Tell Matty, we're just, he's got to have a sense of humour. We're just cheering yeah, up. God. We're just cheering <laughs> up. So what he he had seven, and then they called the last off, Chris.
2: No, he got seven out of seven. It was it, it was one of the one of the great displays of tipping you've ever seen on a Wednesday afternoon.
1: Now and I, I think, see I his angle.
2: A of eight, I think there's a couple of eight, eight to one winners there. So he did a really good job that day,
3: mate. Not to be uh, sold short, but now I see his angle. He, he's just he's just taking the opportunity to remind us that he's done it as well. Seven from seven. That is that is quite good. Let, let's have it's a, an exclusive, a
2: chat. exclusive club.
3: <laughs> it is an exclusive club. Let's have a chat about it. Uh, in, in more depth, guys. Obviously, as you said, Chris, it, w- it was a no-brainer. Safety's paramount, and it was just a shame they had that top-up during the day because we know Randwick has been so good at coping with with what Mother Nature has dished up, and it's been unprecedented. But it's just that it was that rain on the day where the water just had nowhere else to go, did it?
2: Yeah, and just to just to put it into figures for people, they've had 360 mils in July. No, that that final five mills. There was just nowhere for the rain to go. Once it once it was on top, there was nowhere for any more rain to go. They've had one thousand nine hundred mills for the year. The average rainfall is just just over eleven hundred. That's in eight. That's in seven months. So basically, we've had two years' rain in seven months. And at some point, there's a breaking point. I think we found it on Sunday.
3: Those are extraordinary figures, Glenn
0: aren't they? Well sure they, they are Luke and um, you know Ramwick has been able to cope uh, up until Saturday and as Chris said that was the tipping point Saturday where we said, we mentioned on uh, Saturday morning that the penetrometer reading was the heaviest it had been at Ramwick this year the, the previous mark was 6.28 so it wasn't significantly um, softer than that date back on the 23rd of April but uh, that was the uh, that day there that the rail was out a long distance as well. And Tommy Berry went to the outside fence on American president at about race four of the day there. And they all went to the outside fence. Well, that was the time comparable race to the first on Saturday on that, that day. uh, I think uh, American president ran about 118 something. Well, they went uh, about 1.2 seconds slower again on Saturday uh, to, to show you how uh, how bad the track was uh, and the fact that um, it was very, very difficult to see them. Actually, at the start of the race when it was raining and, and the jockeys, you could see them in the race there that they'd only gone, you know, five yards and they were six and seven off the fence already. Mm. Yeah, it's 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 just,
3: as we said, been unprecedented. There was a winner of the race, True Crime for Kim Moore and, and Chrissy he showed a fair bit of toughness really to... To cope best in the conditions, and he he won pretty soft in the end, didn't
2: he? Yeah, I think when you say cope best, I don't think any any horse got through that ground. But even Tommy said he said he didn't think he handled it that well. He, I think he might have just been a, a bit better than the others. He come out, come through a strong form line, running second to Midnight in Tokyo, which was a uh, a black type place getter at, at the Gold Coast before that beating She's a Belter home. So. Uh, it just The form just stood up. Kim Wool spoke to her after the race um, on Saturday afternoon. She'd already got home and she's thinking about going to a race bud with this horse, just to give him his chance Chance early in the spring, while he's up and going. He said that he's done everything right and won Mark Piggy-Riddell's in the ownership of it. So I think he'll be he'll be counting the money. I think he had the uh, getting home on the weekend. I think he had the weekend off to go to the races. So.
0: He, he should have life. been able to get back to the studio after the first. The first was at quarter past eleven. They don't come on air until about two o'clock.
2: Yeah, well, I think he just he just took the opportunity to um, celebrate. Maybe months.
0: Yeah, well, it was, it was interesting to note that the the horse that had had two starts beat the horse that had had one start, then the horse that had had one start, then the first starters, uh, and then poor old Moutafique, you, you think it relishes a wet track. It's had two goes on the wet now and been beaten a total uh, of 80 lengths in wow. two goes on the wet. So I don't think we'll see Moutafique step out on a wet track again. Staying on, ranwick guys. We trial there tomorrow.
3: There is a trial down for the, the course proper, so we'll wait and see what transpires, but... It's, it's a, it was a little bit doom and gloom Saturday with the weather and a, a heavy track, but when you see some of these horses back at the heat, so I'll read you this field for the, for the first trial at Randwick tomorrow. You've got Baluchi Bay, Benno, Count de Rupi, Entente, Expat, Forbidden Love, we know what she did last preparation, Ice Bath, Night's Order, Mounga, and Olmedo. So on the back of the likes of Animo stepping out last week, Chris... These good horses, they're just starting to gear up and it won't be long before we're really excited and we're in the thick of spring.
2: Yeah, I'd say a lot of those horses will be aimed at the Missile Stakes on Saturday week, so um, they need to have have a hit out now. Mike Wood said that what would happen with the track, you know, they, they actually talked about going, going to Sunday, but um, that was sort of, knocked on the head because they knew if they got any rain it would sort of knock the meeting out again so they didn't want to sort of raise everyone's hopes and knock them down again but he said um once they got a clear bay the track would get back to a nine or an eight pretty quickly so because it drains so well there so today looking out here it's gonna it's blue and hopefully it blows a little bit and there's no rain till tomorrow you're probably looking at a probably a heavy nine for that trial which will which will get those horses the fitness they need for a missile stocks.
0: And just just an addition to what happened on Saturday, the Winter Challenge, which was a listed race on Saturday, now that has been moved to next Saturday at Rose Hill. Now, anybody that had a bet all in on the Winter Challenge, uh, your bets still stand because the rule state with the all in markets... Uh, the race has to be run within seven days. Well, that is next Saturday. So if you had a bet uh, on the Winter Challenge uh, all-in last week from Monday through to Wednesday morning, your bets stand uh, to be conducted with the Winter Challenge to be conducted at Rose Hill this Saturday.
2: How about uh, the July Sprint, Muns? Because I think they they said they're going to make the 1188 to a, a 94. I don't know if they're going to call it the July Sprint, but if they don't call it, the, if it's changed its conditions... Obviously, the race is you get refunded, do you?
0: Uh, yeah, but it, it um, it's gone. the The other race uh, we bet um, pre-post on, so it's not there. So yeah. the, the changes to next Saturday's the Winter Challenge um, will become stays fifteen hundred and goes yeah. to Rose Hill, and it'll replace the Benchmark eighty-eight, which was going to be run next Saturday over fifteen hundred, and the Benchmark eighty-eight. 1,100 will be amended to be a benchmark 94. So albeit be just a little bit stronger race. The yeah, one, the it's going to be a pretty changes.
2: similar field to that July, July yes. States field. Yeah. Mm. Thanks
3: for that information, Muns. It's important information too. Gator, a question for you, mate. Um, with with spring gearing up, how, how do you handle it? We know you're Melbourne-based, but do you keep a little bit of an eye on these trials as they happen, or you're more a person who you'll just wait till final fields come out before you attack the form in depth? Yeah,
5: more the latter, just, just for, for the time constraints reason. You know, if, if I'm there and about, I'll certainly have a look at them just because I'm interested and they're yeah. good horses, and that's what attracts us to the sport. So I'm um, very, very interested in it, but um, it just comes down to how many hours we've got in the day. Um, but it is obviously exciting this time of year on the doorstep of, of, of another spring and, and some really exciting gallopers.
3: Question without notice uh, for the three of you. Is there a horse... I'll start with you, Glenn. Is there a horse that this preparation or this spring you're looking to to go to the next level? May it may it be an animo? You think he could perhaps be a dominant wait for age horse, or perhaps something else?
0: Uh, well, interesting that you say that, Luke, because I had to do something for Ray Thomas uh, about uh, two horses that you were looking forward to coming back in the spring. One of them's Cool and Gatter uh, I'm desperate to see her back when you consider how um, an up and down sort of campaign she had, you know, from uh, blowing them away in the gym crack and then winning in uh, Queensland and winning the Magic Millions and then trying to go and win the slipper off an 84 day break. Uh, I reckon she was down to trial half a dozen times in the lead up to the slipper and never got there. And she was very, very good in the slipper. So I'm desperate to see how she comes back. And there's a, a two year old of uh, Chris Wallace called Conqueror. Uh, he's had one start on the Kensington track and one there. He's had two trials this uh, time back in now. Uh, his first trial was at Ranwick, His second trial was at Warwick Farm actually on Friday. Uh, I'm very, very interested to see how he comes back. Uh, just you know, just a couple of uh, ones there that you know the two-year-olds, oh, I'd like to see the two-year-olds come back and see whether they, they train on as three-year-olds. What about for you, Chris?
2: Yeah, I think Conquer is an interesting one because it comes out of a very, very strong form race there. The Horses behind. I think there's five or six winners come out of it, so it's um it was it was a hot form race. There's another one of Chris's Chris Wallace I'm interested in, in called Show Court. I think it, I think you're going to find there's going to be some horses just um appear 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 seemingly out of nowhere from this two-year-old form because they never got on a dry track now. If we ever do get back on dry tracks in Sydney, and the way the weather's been, that's a very big if. Um, we're going to be we're we're going to have a different, a completely different form set to to work with. There will be ones that um, were were good on wet tracks, but there's going to be ones that were completely unsuited. I think Show Court will be one of those, and I can't wait to see Sajardan back. Realistically, he was Gary Portelli's number one seed going into the going into the Golden Slipper, and he basically got put out. He got put out of action in the race. He, he stopped, he didn't go forward and I think um, he's a horse with a lot of potential there's not many horses when a breeder's and in a silver slipper
0: and what there's some you, very interesting horses, uh, sorry Gator, uh, but the, uh, there's some very very interesting horses in the other trials there Luke, we might have a look at those after Gator tell us what uh, he's yeah. looking forward to for sure Munns.
5: yeah, it, um, look I think uh, it, it's sort of tough isn't it coming out of that uh, extremely wet uh, Sydney Carnival. Um, I don't think we saw the best of SBO, and I'm still convinced she's elite. Um, Western Empire is of course interests interest me. I wonder if he could be the next sort of Arcadia Queen out of that same stable. He's uh, genuinely exciting now with Danny O'Brien down here in Melbourne. He's really well already. Um, so he really, you know, excites me. And a few of the really uh, neat winners in the off-season or tail end of the um, South Australian Carnival and into Melbourne off-season... Uh, winners like Alation uh, for the Mick Price, Mick Kent Jr. team. Um, obviously, we saw what passive-aggressive did up the straight uh, a couple of times. Um, and Inundation, I know he's beaten recently, but um, he looks well above average too. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's genuinely exciting, always is this time of year.
3: Absolutely it is, mate. And Elation, that name you mentioned, yeah, he's one that I, I can't wait to see. Munz, you, you wanted to talk about a couple
0: of trialers? Yeah, I'm just having a look at the the fields in there tomorrow, uh, Luke and once again w- with the youngsters, there's uh, a filly called Koshu. Uh, for John O'Shea, he's only had the one start uh, that was on the Kenzo track uh, back in May and she was very, very impressive off a a really, really good trial going into that. And the reason I mentioned her name, she was one of the first horses backed in all of these markets. They put up 19 markets on Friday, uh, pre-NOMS markets, uh, but there's markets on any number of races over the Carnival and she was the first horse backed in the flight stakes market. When you consider, you know, you've got horses like Fireburn and She's Extreme and Paris Dior in secret and she's a belter uh, not a bad line up there Koshu was the first horse backed in that race there and has already been $11 into $6 for that race, well she comes back at the trials there to, tomorrow um, there's a, there's an imported galloper for Gay and Adrian, it's only had two starts in Ireland by the name of White Marlin, uh, it goes around in uh, a trial there with both Shiraz and Shorefire, the two uh, imported stayers of Chris Wallers, uh, that's, that's a very 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 interesting trial in that one there's an extremely well named uh, two-year-old uh, that goes round for Michael Friedman its name is Krillich and for those Manly fans uh, Richard Haynes will be all over this one uh, it's by Deep Field out of a mare called De Sea Eagle and its name is Krillich named after the bomb thrower uh, Maxi Krillich there it's had four trials uh, this will be its fifth trial tomorrow but uh, these are when the better quality horses come back because their preparations have got to start now for the spring. We're not that far away, realistically, uh, from the better quality races. Usually, the first week of August is um, Missile Stake Day, Chris, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's the that's, that's two Saturdays' time, and you missed a couple there months. I think the Golden Slipper arm um, runner-up, Best of Bordeaux, and the Blue Diamond runner-up, Revolutionary, missed both there, so it's. It's one of those days where you'll you'll start ticking off these horses and seeing how they come back. So it's 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 a bit of a bit of guesswork and how they trial and knowing how how what stables want to do. But you know you'll get a feel for how these horses are going. Absolutely.
3: Uh, just a query from uh, a texter on the line here about uh, morning, Luke. you refer to a service that sounds like a riser. Can you tell us how you find it, please? I think that listener might be referring to what is now racing australia's website if it, it used to be risa dot au, but it's it's under a new url now racing au. i hope that answers that query uh, let's turn our attention to melbourne gator what caught your eye there on saturday it looked like they just wanted to get off the fence for most of the meeting uh, the inside appeared to be inferior going
5: yeah that was that was predicted uh, by most they'd be off the rail uh, they were pretty much immediately wasn't it so um I think a lot of us knew what we were in for. A couple of key hopes later in the day drew inside um one of those was the king of Sparta who uh he you know probably i think that's why he drifted in the betting. I don't think anyone doubted i'd at his best you know he'd be the best horse at twelve hundred, but what do they do from gate one and John McNeil pulled out an absolute uh, it won for the scrapbook. Anyway, I think he would have cut out the uh, the newspaper article, put it in his little uh, his little folder. It was an absolute gem, and that's what won the horse the race. Um, but, yeah, that's the way the track uh, played, uh, so I'd be forgiving of anything caught on those inside lanes.
0: Absolutely. Um,
2: Garda, on King of Sparta, he's a horse that needs room too, so the barrier one was always the biggest problem for him because he, he, he doesn't like to be around horses, and his best runs have always been when he's had A bit of room and he got a bit of room on the weekend, and then he rolled in in the last little bit. But he was just too good for the for for Scalapini, the Queensland horse. And um, he's probably wrapped up um, I Am Invincible, the um, Premiership, the Stallions Premiership. And remarkably, I Am Invincible hadn't won one before this, so um, and Park in the um, ownership there. Ron Duffercy, he obviously um still counting the money and couldn't come on this morning so that's why I got a call up. So um well done to those guys and well done to I'm invincible because he's been a revel he's been a rock star in the in the sales ring and now he's got the champion stallion um tag which is which is well deserved and I think we're we're only gonna see the best of him still to come because now he's getting all the best mares. He's gonna be in the next couple of years you'll be uh, reading about a lot more group one winners from him, I think.
3: Definitely. I didn't realise the Duff was in King of Sparta, Chris. Good on him.
0: Yeah, so his yeah. brother Rod, uh, Rod DeCoursy, uh, Hilton, and Merrill and Cope uh, are in it. So some some high flyers, put it that way.
2: So talking to uh, 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 Harry Mitchell yesterday, he just said that it was going to get sold to Hong Kong because under Henry Field's model, when they gelled them, they um, they moved them on, and you know they were fielding offers for Hong Kong and. The went to to him and said, "Well, what do you want for this?" And they got some of their long term clients and put them in. And uh, Steve Grant and a, and the China Horse Club and Kenny Lowall stayed in. So um, he's going to be around for a while and talking of horses that could go to the next level in in the next twelve to eighteen months. I think he's he's probably probably got quite a group one in him. If if he gets everything go right, he's 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 got a high end speed and it's probably Towards um, seven furlongs rather than six, where he'll be at his best. But you know, he'll be one that you'll see charging down the centre of the track in a, in a, in, a, in big races to come.
3: Yeah, and a soft seven. That's as as wet as he wants it as well. He's a real dry tracker, so um, he did a good job to overcome gate one and that surface on the weekend. We've got Ray online, guys, who's called in on 13 53, 53 Good morning, Ray.
1: Hey, good morning. Uh, you interviewed on Thursday the uh, Marin Eustace, the Eustace trainer. Uh, I can't think of his Christian name. And he gave you two for um, Bill Jura on the Friday. Uh, I took a multi and uh, the first one got beaten by a, a very close margin and the other one came out and won, paid nine fifty for the for the win, the second one, Blazer trail. Gee, if you can ever get him on again, he's a good judge, you uh, You know, he doesn't mind tipping his horses, and when they're going to Mildura, a top trainer like that sending a horse to Mildura, got to be in for a big chance. Also, can you remember, you interviewed Lees the other day, uh, Chris Lees, and he had a horse came up from Melbourne Gate, I may know the name of it. Lloyd Williams has got it, and they're going to set it for the um, uh, Tamworth Cup. Can you remember remember that name? Costia.
2: Kosia, and at the moment they're trying to book Hugh Bowman, but the the benchmark's a little bit low there. Like he's coming up here as an eighty-five, which is, I think is a bit of a gift for him. He'll he'll um he'll get into a, to a couple of nice races here, but um, it will depend on noms for the cost Cup whether Hughie can go up and ride him ride him in the in the cost Cup. So um, they have at the moment there's a tentative booking for Hugh Bowman there, but. Um, given what these um, races towards the big dance are going to uh, have turned out, there might be a hundred raider in there, and that would have put him down on the limit in the Cost Cup, which would mean they'd have to find another jockey.
0: Yeah, and that Coughs Harbour Cup is Thursday week. Yep, yeah. it is, and, and uh, it's David. And
2: it's David. David. Um, David. Eustace. Eustace there. Yes. Yep. And that Mildura Cup was an interesting race because. Uh, Blazer Trail was a horse that was just looking for a dry track and he found one down in Victoria, I'm sure Gator saw the race, he, he he took a while to get to the leader but he, he went away in the end and won fairly easily
3: Absolutely guys and uh, looking forward to being in Coffs again for that Cup meeting, myself and Dave Stanley will broadcast live uh, from Coffs Harbour on Cup Day we've got Jason joining us on the program now, good morning Jason
5: Oh good morning, how
3: are you? I'm really well, thanks, mate. What's your uh, query?
5: Um, I'm just ringing up about uh, the Brisbane body on Saturday. Um, up in Brisbane. Um, the Swanston, Swanston protest in the last race.
3: Yes. It got upheld. Okay, so and what's your what's your yeah, question, I was mate? The dividend or the replay a thousand times and I was just okay. wondering.
5: If you think that re- if that should have been dismissed or upheld, because I can't see how the Oakfield horse ever stopped ever stopped was ever stopped in its tracks. Like Swanson led all the way, it was up to the Oakfield horse to get past it, and I didn't see, I can't see the um head on or anything like that. But um, okay. I just can't see how that got upheld.
3: Well, I haven't seen it, Jason. I'm not sure if, if anyone else... Chris, have you have you seen it? Glenn, have you seen it? Um...
0: Well, I must admit, um, that was my last race on Saturday at quarter to five, and I packed up and I had to get going. I had to go and do some uh, chores. And somebody rang me, uh, probably oh, closer to, you know, half past five or something, and they said, what happened with the protest in the last race at Durban?" And I said, what protest? And they said, oh, no, there was a protest in the last race in Durban," And uh, I didn't even sort of bother about it because I was more concentrating on what was happening on the road. Uh, but I was probably surprised that there, there was a protest at all. But then when I found out it was a protest second against first, uh, it was even more um, weird to me. But um, just looking at the stewards report here, uh, the rider of the second horse, Mark Duplessis, protested against the winner for alleged interference over the final 200 metres. Now uh, the stewards have said that over the concluding stages Swanson did shift out and impede the running of Oakfield Twilight and when considering the nose margin, the manner in which both horses finished off, stewards were satisfied that the interference suffered to Oakfield Twilight was greater than the margin and therefore upheld uh, the decision. Now I'm just trying to, uh, in the um, in the other part of the steward's report, says Swanston laid in near the 200 metres before being corrected by its rider and then shifted out over the concluding stages. Uh, Oakfield Twilight was obliged to alter course. Uh, there was no uh, suspension or no warning or reprimand uh, issued to Tegan Harrison, who was the rider of... Um, the the first past the post there, Swanston. So um I'd say the only reason it was upheld is was a nose and Mark DuPlessis has pleaded a, a, be, a the better case to say that's basically the distance that it cost him. Um, looking at the race, as you said Swanston, um, it's a long while since it's ever been near the lead in a race, I can tell you that now, and it wasn't a great deal of speed in the race, and I thought actually Oakfield Twilight had lead, but nothing wanted to lead, and then Tegan Harrison went to the lead and stacked them up and held on, and it was going to be the feel-good story of the day, of course because Swanston is trained by Greg Kilner uh, the father of Leah Kilner he was interviewed post-race by Bernadette Cooper uh, saying, you know, h- how pleased he was, and he was off to the hospital to see Leah, and she'd got a dog in near the hospital and everyone was all warm and fuzzy and everything like that and poor old Mark Dubless sport the party exactly and, and just for that caller uh, Jason he
3: said he hadn't seen the head on you can access that on the Racing Queensland website it, you've got to jump through a few hoops but you can access that you go homepage racing click on replays and then you want to go to tab race replays and from there you want the stewards replay and i can see the head on There wasn't much in it. it wasn't much in it but stewards have deemed that being a nose margin there was that element of interference and uh, they've upheld the protest but uh, thanks for the call jason you can check out that head on if you desire RacingQueensland.com.au. we'll take a break on punters postmortem more of your calls on thirteen fifty-three fifty-three 53 and text after this you're
2: listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punter's Postmortem.
3: Great to have your company on the Sky Sports Radio. It is Punter's Postmortem. We were just having a further look at that protest from Durban on Saturday.
0: I think it was the initial shift. The stewards' footage goes for four and a half days. Yeah. I don't know why they can't just put the head on. Go There's to the 9, end, 9,000 different angles. Yeah, I know. Go to the I end. St- I still haven't, I- I've had it on since before we went to the ad break, and I still haven't seen the head on in the straight yet.
3: Now, you've got to scroll to the end about 3 minutes 50 in. Yeah. Just go but straight looks to the good part. Though,
0: It looks as though the, the winner, uh, Oakfield Twilight, went to go up inside yes. the leader. That's right. uh, and that's that's where the interference whether or not he well he's evidently uh, proven to the stewards that he'd established a run on the inside of uh, Swanston there and Swanston rolled out and then rolled back in uh, this is the the well the rear on shot at the moment and Swanston's definitely on the fence and then rolls back to the fence there and you know whether or not he'd establish the run. That's the that's the other case in point as
2: well. Was it the was it that, or when he comes across the heels and the other horse runs out again a little bit there as well? That's so that's one right. of those ones. It's one of those ones where you need to have heard what Mark said in the stewards room. If he was claiming he had the run to the inside, well, it's if they say he's established a run, well, it's a clear clearly going to be upheld. But if you if it's because when he come out from behind the other horse after missing the run and the other horse shifts out, well, there's not much in it there. So, you know, it's... um. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure what the stewards' report said, Mudge, You had it before. Did they say it was they established a run to the inside or not?
0: No, no there's nothing about establishing a run on the inside. I, I'd have to say he hadn't established a run on the inside yeah. because uh, he seemed to come around its heels quite easily. He hasn't checked yeah. to come back and come around its heels. He's sort of just no. maintaining the momentum. So, and um, then
2: Teagan's horse comes out out just slightly and she corrects it. So, I think it might be a bit stiff if that with that one being yeah. upheld.
0: I just think but yeah, as you it was, said, without hearing the actual evidence and the way that he's right. uh put his case forward, uh he's only gotta prove that it's cost it, you know, a head and he, the stewards are, are going to upheld it. He, he was only beaten the nose in the wash up.
2: Gator, Gator's probably seen a lot of these uh, seen a lot of these as well. Usually if you get beaten in the nose you've got to prove that you've been beaten beaten in the neck to get the get the nod, isn't that right, Gator? Yeah,
5: it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, look, we obviously, um, you know, we put the stewards in in their positions and and they're well-equipped to make really informed, intelligent decisions on these. So I sort of trust where they're coming from. Uh, What I would like to see is um, that the runner-up, I think it needs to be almost irrefutable that they would have run past the other horse. We saw a recent one with Mimi's Award at Flemington, um, she lost the protest. She did run out on the runner-up. So technically correct, probably similar to this one. But who's to say that horse would have, would have run past the other horse? I mean, I think they could have gone another lap at Flemington and uh, Monobar wouldn't have run past Mimi's award. So I just think it's almost against the, um, the nature and fabric of the sport to be giving the inferior athlete on the day the, the first prize when they haven't earned it. You know, I think if it's absolutely irrefutable hopelessly held up like the behemoth one in Adelaide we will remember that one stopped in his tracks picked up flies at the line okay I think 99 out of 100 people would say okay should have won that race if there's this sort of debate um, then I'm saying you've got to earn your wins you know I hate umpires deciding results in AFL in NFL uh, in soccer um, in any sport and ours is no different
2: yeah. well you would have loved the Cowboys Tigers match last night then. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> If you, want to, if you want to talk protest, there's, there's oh. one that's going to go on and on and on. That I'm was rough. Feel yeah. for Darren, who's gone up, up there as a Tigers fan.
3: Don't worry about Darren. He'll be, he'll be okay. He'll be okay. He's, I, he's I think a Tigers fan. It, he's used to disappointment. That's, that's what I was about to say, Munzie. He's sort of used to the pain now. Uh, Gary's going to join us. Um, he's called in on 13.53.53. 53. Now, I think there's a better multi two weeks ago. I think Gary... What's happened, mate? Uh, a couple of weeks back, you want to want to talk about something?
1: Oh uh, yeah, good morning, there,
3: Really well. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, oh, a couple of weeks ago on the Friday on
5: your um, HQ partners panel, uh, while, the uh, multi went up at uh, five fifty, and a lot of us jumped straight on it as we do, <laughs> and. Um, Later on, you said there was a mistake and it was supposed to be $9. that put it up back at $9. But Glenn, uh, I think it was, also said that we get paid for that if it would come good, which it did. And, um, but yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen any change in, in the odds or anything, so I got paid at the five. I was wondering if he's you know anything about it, anything about it, or is
1: that
0: something we uh. need
1: to take up with the tab? or?
0: I think, and don't hold me to this. It wasn't the Punters Panel multi. It may have been the Big Sports Breakfast multi, because I'm sure I heard Jared Middleton say something about it the other day. And um, there must have been something, as you said. There, it was five fifty. Next minute, it was nine dollars, and then whatever. And uh, uh, once again, don't hold me to this. I'm only trying to think. It definitely wasn't the Punters Panel multi. Um, and Jared said that uh, they were going through a process there to credit the accounts uh, at the, the larger price. But um, I, I don't know the ins and outs of what it was because I was only hearing this. Wouldn't happen uh, on the panel, Munns. Wouldn't happen on, happen no, on the but panel. Well, we yeah, don't get They usually
2: they usually put the panels, panels uh, multi-down in price rather than up.
0: <laughs> and, and if Luke's involved in it, it's out after the first leg anyway. Hey, I'm off yeah. for a win. I'm back. We have got to collect yeah, this yeah. week. You Had to have the races
3: called off to be a last winner. start winner, Muns, It just gets the confidence back, and we're ready to roll. Don't worry yeah, about that, so, Muns.
0: So you, you might um, you might be better giving a uh, sending a message to the Big Sports Breakfast, and uh, I, I can give you Jared Middleton's personal phone number. <laughs> just, you know, because he knocks <laughs> off at nine o'clock every morning. So if you're looking for something to do,
2: he'll be at the beach by now, Munson.
0: Yeah Indeed. Not a bad day for it, actually. Uh, thanks for the call,
3: Gary. I hope that that issue gets sorted for you. I'm sure they're, that they're working on it. Um, and it's great that you're being a part of it too because they've been very popular months. We know the BSB, they've been doing it for a long period of time, but more recently on the, the punters panel, the multi, um, I mean, it's open for a few minutes and, and the holds, they're, they're massive. So it's fantastic that our listeners are taking advantage of these promotions and, and getting involved. Be, bear in mind. They are only promotions. Um, they're there for a bit of fun and, and everyone gets a, a slice, but um, it's good muns, isn't it?
0: Well, it's, it's a it's a point of difference, uh, Luke. They're, they're a convoluted, for want of a better term, uh, a convoluted market and outcome. Uh, you can't do it normally uh, with the punters panel multi of a Friday. Uh, that is horses to run top four. Well, you can't have a top four multi. Um, well, you can't have a top, you know, horse to run top four. You can't have that as a bet. It's not a, it's not a normal bet type. So it's, it's a convoluted market. It's a convoluted price. It's just determined, you know, by Benny Dixon there in the office, and uh, Ben comes up with the the pricing structure of these, and it's just a, a, a little bit, a little bit extra for the the people that want to tune in on a Friday to get the the, the teams' opinions on any race whatsoever, and then you, you've got a, you know. Plonk your horse down that you think will be the the guaranteed horse to run top four on Saturday. You're not affected by scratchings. Um, so we did have a situation many many months ago uh, where we only had a field of four, and one of the horses in the in the multi that day was in the field of four. So it only had to um, basically get to the and winning the post, course. no matter where it did, and, and you were sweet.
2: Um,
0: and, is Betty
2: still being invited to the um tab the bookmakers' Christmas party after losing so much in the last couple of weeks?
0: Oh no! I think I don't think there's much in it actually, uh, because uh, I know uh, we went uh, maybe about four weeks and never got one, Luke. Yeah, exactly. A year in Split or Havara. No, or I know, I know. No, he was he was he
2: was still here. He went to Split Split under um, on stress leave after not to be a winner.
3: Yeah, that's exactly right. And and I come back and I'm still copying it. I tell you what, you blokes will be in front of HR the way you're going. Do uh, you the... need any assistance there, Luke? Just, uh... Oh, yes, indeed, indeed. You're, I know you're seasoned, Munz. Uh, Gator, there's a bit of victimisation goes on up here in Sydney. A bloke tips a loser and all of a sudden he's the worst person in the world. Uh, they're harsh up here, mate. They're harsh.
5: They are that. I think uh, there's a bit of that going. I'm playing the man instead of the ball. But uh, you know, when when there's money involved and, and passion around the sports, I get that. But um, yeah, I think we need to control ourselves a bit better.
3: Uh, we love the passion. And just a, a text from Dicko, our man on the ground who who looks off looks after all these promotions. He said that that was the BSB multi last week. He priced it as top four, and it should have been top two and uh, all accounts have now been credited. He's, he's pretty sure of that. So it could have come through as a bonus bet too, that credit. So just to that caller, just check that it's not there as a bonus bet, but um, we believe all accounts have been credited. I spotted one on Saturday down there at Caulfield Gator Two that looked gone and looked beaten, but somehow won. What about Sing of Peace in the fourth there? It looked to be cast on the turn, and all of a sudden it's rolling home over the top. That was quite an amazing win.
5: Yeah, it was that. I mean, uh, looked gone coming to the turn. A few quickened around this horse, um, but once uh, he picked up, he, he put the race away reasonably quickly. So it was certainly a good, strong win. You'd have to say the runner-up Duke of Hastings was the unlucky runner, though, um, and he gave that horse four kilos. So, um, yeah, who's the better horse? Well, time will tell. I think the thing with thing of peace is there's so much upside. Um, once he learns the racing caper, learns how to quicken when he's asked, Maybe a few little gear tinkers. Uh, he might end up being the better horse, but I do think Duke of Hastings was, um, you know, should have won that race.
2: Yeah, how good are the paddy paid horses going at the moment? They're just flying, aren't they?
5: Oh, extremely. Um, you know, and I think punters are onto it. Uh, you know, I think they just love backing um, the stable, and and you know, they what do you say? Ride the wave until it crashes you. So um, he's uh, he's airborne, but I think he's you know been that way for a little while i read an article recently that um he is uh, placing his horses a little more closer to the speed you know whether that's by design or just the nature of the individual athlete um is, is an unknown uh but it is improving the, the strike rate irrespective of the reason behind it and uh, just one of the better horsemen you'll see so punters love backing the stable and uh, my tip is keep doing it until uh, as i say until that wave crashes you
3: Love it, mate. Um, love these informed stables too when they get a roll on momentum. It's key in life and particularly in our game. We had a text on the Everest here, guys. Um, one of our listeners, hi, Luke. I'm interested in hearing the panel's opinion on what horses they would choose to fill the remaining eight Everest slots. So we're, we're still a fair way out. But, Chris, is there, any, is there anything that's sort of catching your eye that you think should be in the great race?
2: Yeah, I think when you look at the Everest, you just look at the betting market and, it sort of tells you where where um, where 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 the next horse should come from. Um, it's pretty widely reported already that loss of Running is pretty close to getting a slot, so that'll that'll probably be the next um, apple to fall, for, fall. And then I think it's going to come down to what horses are informed, because there's there's not um, there's not that many around that you can sort of say, oh, I want to, I'll definitely give that one that horse a a um, a slot. So I think you'll find. Um, that it'll be horses that can show up in these early races like the missile and that they might be be able to push into the race and i think you'll find even the mares races that um that that are early on over 1200 meters there's going to be there's going to be a whole there's going to be a lot of people looking with a slide i know english is still looking and they've got a they've basically got a restricted pool of their own horses and and they're looking for a, for one to put in so they're they're still got to find find a find a slot, and you know it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough ask once the top of the market's gone. Because if you look at the percent, in percentage terms, there's about eighty to ninety percent of the chance of winning the race in the betting markets is already gone.
3: Mm. Did you have any thoughts, uh, Glenn?
0: Uh, well, just you know, you're looking. I know that Joe Pride is very keen a left field horse here to get Private Eye. Uh, as a chance to to run in the, the Tab Everest, and he's not even in the market at the moment. Uh, you know the, the the stock standard horses there in the market, like your Lost and Runnings, Artorias. Well, how he comes back from his overseas trip, Marabi. Well, the question mark over her is twelve hundred metres for sure. Then you've got. I Paul think Learley. she might.
2: Not, I think I, I'm not sure we will see her months from what I'm hearing in the spread. I think she's had some right chips taken out of a knee or something from from what i'm hearing it's it's whether it's whether she can come back in the spring or whether they give her time to recover from the from the surgery so if she comes back she'd be right in the right in the mix but it's whether she'll get back in time um, i haven't spoken to Ma Eustace stable about it yet but i think she's one she's one that you just have to be careful with because i think she's she's in a um, holding pattern at the moment
3: Surely yeah, we see something from the Northern Hemisphere this year, guys. Surely.
2: I don't think so, because did you see what NatureScript did to them? Did, do you want to come over? You get five lengths on your own, own track. It's like being beaten by, by an innings over in England and coming over mm. and playing on the bouncy Australian pictures. You don't want to... There's not something, there's not something there that stands out. I think Best of all those in, in line, it's now owned by two slot holders, with Coolmore and, Coolmore and Aquis both having shares in it, so... I think he could, if he he shapes up, he could be a he could be a three-year-old that they'll be looking at. Like there's there's not much there otherwise for Coolmore in the Coolmore stocks. And I know Luke Price is Luke and Robert Price are very keen on trying to maybe get Count to Ruby there and Jemaya. She'll probably start first up in a toy show and go through the races that Hort beyond her, made her name in to get a slot in the Everest.
3: Gator, any any thoughts? I know we're a long way out, but um, this will start to take shape over the coming months.
5: No, it certainly will. I mean, look, uh, the, these these elites and world class uh, sprinters have the title, don't they? Until someone takes it off them. Um, yep. and they just Strip, we just saw what he did last start. So look, he's not getting any younger. So the way I look at the race this far out is who's the up and comer that can that can make that next progression and and take the title off him. Um, you know, there's some really exciting young sprinters, but. Uh, None of them have put up um, a figure anywhere near what he can do. So, um, but then you know he's got to fly back in you know, across the the planet and uh, and do it again, and he's another six months older. So, um, you know there are genuine queries around the race. But you know I think sometimes we look for things that aren't there. Mm. Um, at the moment, uh, you know he deserves the top of the market for my own nature strip.
2: Where do you, where do you place uh, Mask Crusader Gator? Like he was one of those horses that. He gets back in his races. He probably doesn't have the racing, pattern, racing patterns against him, but his run in last year's Everest was probably his best. So can the Hawks get into to that peak performance and uh, have a bit of improvement left in him if they could get him to settle a little bit closer?
5: Yeah, look, he, he's the jury's out for mine with him. I, I agree. I think it was the best run of his career. It was just a fabulous run and, and finale. Um, but we haven't seen it since. You know, he had a campaign... You know, at Flemington they made some excuses first up, and I sort of thought, okay, I'll give him another go. And he was below his best again, you know. And I think back to um to other horses, uh, you know, from from that stable and other stables, um, that never come back to their peak. So, uh, if I'm gonna have my wallet out again on him, I need to see it again before uh, I get excited. Uh, Yeah, jury's
3: out. Fair enough. And, Chris, have you heard any anything on Classic Legend, how he's going? I know before I went away, Les said that he, he was ticking on pretty well and, and he was really happy with him coming off that injury.
2: Yeah, it'll come down to um, but how, how the vets assess him and then getting him into a trial. Like, Les is very aware that uh, Bonho needs to know so he can make other arrangements if Classic Legend's not going to be there. So Of course, um yeah. He's... Um, um, Les is comparing him to Latrell Mitchell. If he comes back as well as Latrell Mitchell, he he will give Nature Strip a real scare.
3: He's as big as him. He's a powerhouse
2: like Trell. Yeah, uh, you know, but Munzie, yeah, look- very quiet there. He's a, he, he just he's just <laughs> he's just he's starting to talk premierships into the top eights now.
3: That's the first, month. you quiet?
0: No, 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 no. Well, the, the thing about uh, Classic Legend is, you know, Les said last year he was, you know, he, he didn't have the preparation that he wanted him to have going into... Uh, the Tab Everest, so this year he's, you know, everything at this stage, and we're very, very early in his preparation, he, he's going along quite well, so we'll have to see him, you know, he'll have a couple of trials and see how he, he steps out in that, so that's another one realistically gone, you know, what what do Godolphin have, you know, with the, their sort of their well, go-to horse at... in the few, last few years has been trekking, um, and and he's no longer uh, there. So, you know, do they look to Paul Ely or have they got a left field horse? Yeah.
2: Well, they're looking to Paul Ely at the moment and maybe uh, another one of the, the springers that have been around for a while in Australia, or the two horses that ran one, two in the um, Golden Jubilee. So um, there's also talk about um, horses coming out for the Golden Eagle, whether, they, whether Charlie would want to run one over 1200 and back up into a 1500 meter race it's probably not their style of training so mm-hmm. I think if they send one out it'll be um, for the race and I spoke to James Cummings a couple of weeks ago about this and he said well if Charlie wants our slot and he can he, he, he thinks he can win the race right they, they he, he can probably he's probably pretty confident that Paul Ely would get a slot with one of the other slot holders because he thinks he's up to it
3: It's uh, food for thought, guys, and um, thanks to that listener who um, asked that query. That's the opinion of our panel on the Everest. Uh, Just gone 10 o'clock, Sky Sports Radio. This is Punter's Postmortem. Horses to follow, guys. We might go around the grounds and and find out what you've identified in the coming weeks. We'll go to Melbourne firstly and start with you, David Gately.
5: Yeah, I'm going to give you one uh, from the Ma Eustace camp. Unusual culture. Um, She was probably ridden a bit too warm first up and then uh, the opposite end of the spectrum. On Saturday, she was a mile back in a slowly run race. She actually ran the quickest last hundred of the day. So unusual culture. I think if they can find that Goldilocks somewhere between too close and too far back, she can win soon for us.
3: Super, mate. Um, thanks for your contribution to the show, David. You have a great day. Yeah, uh, Chris Roots. What's your horse to follow?
2: Well, I think you'll you'll find the King of Sparta can win another race before it goes for a break I, I think you'll find it'll be the, it'll be in the Ory Star in a couple of weeks and. If it gets down the straight, look at it. There, there's um, there's a couple of nice races there for it later in the year, year and maybe next year that they'd look at. So, um, I'll, I'll I'll go for winner with um, King of Sparta. Great stuff,
0: mate. And Glenn Munsey. Well, Dave, uh, Dave, uh, Luke, uh, anyone that missed Zuccarino uh, winning on the Kensington track on Wednesday. Uh, Just do yourself a favour, as the great Molly Meldrum used to say, and just go back and have a look at it uh, winning on Wednesday on the Kensington track. So he's got a a stable full of very, very nice horses at the moment, uh, John O'Shea, and uh, I would have loved to have been with him yesterday watching the last uh, 60 seconds of that match uh, between North Queensland and the West Tigers. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely he would have been fired up
3: um, nice horse all right muns uh reno from the kenzo on wednesday that's punters postmortem for another monday appreciate uh, glenn munsey chris roots and david gately's help on the program this morning thanks for your calls do it again next week dave stanley will be back in the chair